If you look around, you look at agents, but when you look up, you look to source, and I want you to look to me, and so therefore, I'm going to make sure Big Mama can't help you, the bank account can't help you, the job can't help you, so that sometimes the only time we'll look up is when we're laying flat on our backs. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor at the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we continue seven reasons why God gave us money. You know, if you have lived any length of life as a believer, as a follower of Christ, you probably have had those times where you've been tempted to handle things in your own power. Like Pastor Ford has pointed out, you thought you could go to maybe a family relationship, a friend a job, a bank account, something that would help solve the problem or relieve the stress that you were feeling. And for one reason or another, it didn't work out. God didn't let it work out. He made sure that whatever that problem was, was not going to be resolved through those means. I know I can look back at certain times in my life and see that and realize and recognize that it was in those moments where I was completely and utterly dependent upon God I saw him show up and meet that need, not always in the way I thought he was going to, but he met it. And then that gives us confidence going forward to see how God met needs in the past, to know that he can and will do so going forward in the future, may not meet the need the way we think he's going to do it, the way we want him to do it, but it can give our faith the confidence that we need to know that God can meet it and will meet it as he chooses. It's part of what we're looking at in today's program. So if you can, grab a Bible, join us in 1 Corinthians 15 as we continue seven reasons why God gave us money. Here's Pastor Ford. It's supernatural. One or two things happen. You take your choice. If there's another option, then you tell me. Either he miraculously made the fish appear, like, all right, 158 fish, get to the right side of the boat right now. Woo! <laughs> That's supernatural. Or he was holding them there and they couldn't see him. Now, we talked about that before. Hagar, remember, when she was getting ready to die of thirst, her and her son. Where was the brook of water? Right by her. Why didn't she see it? Because until you obey God, you do not see the manifestation of the provision that he already has for you. That's why some of us don't see our stuff. Because our focus is not on the Savior. So number five, uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that God will and can prosper you. Number five, he'll give you more than you can imagine. Look what's going on here. They wanted to catch some fish. They caught 158 fish. That's unusual. That's why they gave the number. It's unusual. You know what it reminds me of? And now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think according to his mighty work and power in us. Okay, I got to tell you what happened this morning. I can't keep it to myself. I'm like an old refrigerator. Let me tell you what happened this morning. Uh, One of our brothers here uh, knows somebody that does housing and all that. I mean, he does it on a big scale. He came to our Bible study today so he could talk to me after Bible study. I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was. And uh, so he came to the office. He said, yeah, uh, Brother Mark, told me about you, and uh, here's what we do. Uh, We connect with the city, get houses, and uh, we look for churches uh, to help us distribute them. I said, what do you mean? He said, we don't want nothing from the church. 
I just need to know that if I give the properties to the church, that church will make sure it gets to the people. I said, really? I said, so tell me about these houses. They're not from the city. He said, but uh, we don't do the rehab. Uh, we get lots and build new houses. I said, what? what, what? Wait, wait, wait. Back that up. Back that up. I did what y'all did. What? And as he was talking, I, I rolled my sleeve. I said, look, man. I said, I'm getting goosebumps. I hope it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so he's telling me this stuff. He keeps telling me. And so I said, so how many properties is there? He said, at the lowest, 150, at the most, 300. I said, we don't have to do anything. I said, no, you know that sounds too good. He said, I know it does. He said, but that's what God has me doing. And I do it in Chicago, and I do it in L.A., and I do it in Florida, and I do it in Atlanta. He said, and by the way, I just want to let you know, I'm not a pastor, but I do own my own private jet. Because he heard me talking about the jet this morning. He said, yeah, I do. He said, and I flew up here today just to talk to you. I said, then talk, sir. Talk. Yeah. So I'm waiting on his email. I don't know what's going to come of it, you know, uh, but... uh, I'm going to walk toward it and see what happens. Amen. Amen. Now, if you see me and my nose is flat, you know the door was closed, but, but don't worry about it. So, And it's like God is doing stuff like that. I, I, I said, bro, Mark, I, I, I want to go back and uh, maybe get back in the classroom, you know, with some folk that are really, really hungry and going to make a difference in the generation. Exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. I get an offer to be a Bible college president. Hey, I ain't say I was going to take it. I ain't say I was going to turn it down either. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to show you, look, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Uh, that we understand that God does and will do this. Look at Jacob, Genesis 31, 7. He said, God told him he's going to make his way prosperous. And Laban tried to trick him 10 times. We talked about it. And he said, every time your daddy tried to trick me, God overturned it and gave me the wealth that I have. Your daddy didn't give it to me because I understand that the wealth of the wicked is reserved for the righteous and God had laid it in store. It means to put it in layaway until God is ready for me to get it. My stuff is on layaway until God is ready to give it to me. Now, I don't know about you. I'm speaking for myself. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Third John verse two. Here's what he said. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. Now, let me set the record straight. This is his wish, not a promise. But don't discount it. Here's what he says. Get this. I want your material wealth and your physical health to equal your soul's prosperity. Okay, see, you got to know doctrine in order to understand this. What's he saying? What is it about our soul that's prospering? Well, we have a soul great salvation. It's past, present, and future. It's full coverage. Uh, Romans 8, 29. Them he justified, them he also glorified. What is glorification? The what tense of our salvation? Future. Then why does Paul put it in the past tense? Come on, holler it out. Because it's already done. My soul 
cannot become any more prosperous than it already is because he sees my future event as a present reality. And John says, I wish it would be the same way with your material wealth and your physical health. Wow. <laughs> so then when you look at it, it is Deuteronomy 8.18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers unto thee. Now, it's to Israel, but the principle is there. What is it? It's God that gives you power to get, okay, Philippians 4.19. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so what's going on here? He told Israel, listen, first of all, he talks about one and two, Israel's evaluation. This is Deuteronomy chapter eight. Israel's evaluation, one and two. What's the evaluation? I want to see if you obey me. Why? So why would I give you prosperity when you won't do with it what I told you to do? So now I want to see verse one and two, will you obey me? Because then I know I can trust you with my stuff and I'm willing to give it to you. And that's one of the reasons why some of us don't have anything, because he can't trust us. Hmm. You say, trust me with a husband. Give me a wife. I can't trust you. You're not going to use it like I want it to be used. Why should I give you somebody and you ain't even obeying me? Yeah. Then Israel's education, three through five, he said, listen, I did these things to teach you some things. Here's what it says, basically. God said, I let you be hungry so I can feed you. I hope this is helping somebody who maybe lost their job, who maybe doesn't have enough money at the end of their month. See what God told Israel? I let you go hungry. And what were they doing? They were looking around. There's no animals out here in the wilderness. Were, and then what did they have to do? They had to look up because the provision was coming from above, the manna that came. He said, I'm your source. Don't look at the agent because if you look around, you look at agents. But when you look up, you look the source. And I want you to look to me. And so, therefore, I'm going to make sure Big Mama can't help you. The bank account can't help you. The job can't help you. So that sometimes the only time we'll look up is when we're laying flat on our back. So important for us to keep that in mind. Sometimes God allows us to struggle. He doesn't meet our needs through these agents because he wants us to come to him. Well, if you've been listening to this program, I hope that uh, you've been encouraged by that. Maybe you want to listen to previous broadcasts in this series, All About Money. You can do that by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org, stream the program, or download an MP3 for free. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. And so then Israel's exaltation. And, and my focus is verse 8. He told them you're going to have land and trees and fruit trees and all that. But remember, remember, don't ever forget, it's God that gives you power to get wealth. I'm only going to focus on one word real quick, get. Do you know what get means? Get means you have to do something, even though God is going to give it to you, you play a part in getting it. 
So I'm going to have to talk to this brother and take time out of my schedule and follow up on him and call Better Business Bureau and call his references. That takes time. But I'm going to do every one of them. Yeah. And so look in the scriptures. What did he tell them to do? Do you realize everybody that got healed had to do something? Pick up your pallet. Do something. Stretch out your hand. Withered man can't stretch out his hand. He told him stretch out his hand. Go down to the river. Wash off the mud that I put on your eye. Everybody had to get. We sitting around waiting for it to fall. The old Addy says God feeds the birds, uh, but he doesn't drop the worms in their mouth. And so what is it that you ought to be getting into? As you are going. And so I, I do mine. I don't know about you. I know what my four streams are, and I'm doing all four of them. My new book just came out. Hit Amazon. Amen. And don't worry. You don't got to order because I'll be out in the lobby. <laughs> my new book and the, and the study guide. Study guide ain't here yet. That's why I'm waiting. You know, but get ready because that's one of the streams that God has given me. You know, and it's a benefit. I was telling Marcella and I was sharing where she said, oh, that's powerful stuff. You ought to put that in this book. I said, oh, that's in there. She said, everything you just told me is in this book. I said, yeah, I said, I ain't writing books to make money. I'm writing books to feed the people of God some sound doctrine, some good stuff. I'm straight no chaser. And I said, everything I told you and more is right up in that book. If you read that book and you don't come out knowing how to defeat the devil, it's on you. It ain't on the book because it's in there. And so what happens then? We need to understand uh, that we need uh, to do it. Now, 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 watch this. Proverbs 10.22. Proverbs 10.22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he added no sorrow. You studied on your own. The blessing of the Lord. In other words, there are people that God chose to bless. R.G. Letourneau uh, said to God, I'm going into construction. And God gave him ideas for all kind of earth-moving machines. Any building that's built downtown uses a crane or a shovel that was created by R.G. Letourneau. He did one called the G shovel. It is huge. It moves, I guess, acres. I don't know. But guess where he got the idea from? From the Bible. Guess what the G stands for? Gossip. Why did he name it the gossip shovel? Because gossips move a lot of dirt. <laughs> I like that. And he said, God, if you make me rich, 90% of it will go to you. And he lived that. 90% of his wealth. He was still a multi-billionaire, but 90% of his wealth went to the work of the Lord. Now, let me drop these on you. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11, 2 through 1, 8. You read it on your own. Here's the principles. I want to show you the good journey of Nehemiah. Number one, your prosperity must be tied to God's program. So Nehemiah saw the wall was down. What was the wall about? Protection. What was Abraham's about? 
It was about uh, people making him the father of many nations. Looking through scripture, you can see it. Everybody God ever blessed, it was tied to something of God's program. It is. And so Nehemiah said, look, I want to build this wall, Lord, and I need you to give me everything I need. I need to be prosperous. I need prosperity. I need these things for my journey. Now, I want to show you something. Notice what it said. Deuteronomy, go back to Deuteronomy 8.18. It is he that give thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. Now, what's he talking about? Covenant with Abraham. That's what he's talking about. He could be talking about all eight covenants. You can put them all in there. But anyway, see how God said, which he swore to thy fathers as of this day, Abrahamic covenant. I'm tying prosperity to my program. All right? Number two, your prosperity must be tied to God's provision. Why does he say the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and added no sorrow? Because God wants us to realize that as he's told us over and over again, ill-gotten gain is like a vapor. If you get it other than how God gives it, it's not going to do you any good. Making the money selling drugs ain't going to do you any good. Prostituting ain't going to do you any good. Stealing it ain't going to do you any good. He's saying, listen, it's got to be the provision I give you. And so what does he do? He provides for Nehemiah. Now, how does he do it? Let me go to the next one. Let me give you these real quick. Your prosperity must be tied to God in prayer. So here's what happens. How many chapters in Nehemiah? 13. I ain't got time for you to answer. 13. How many prayers in Nehemiah? 13. What did Nehemiah do? He said, give me favor with this man. Why? Because he's going to become the agent to my prosperity. So wait a minute. He's the agent to your, yeah, but you're the source so God usurp his power. And then he says, use my position. I was the king's cupbearer. He's before the king. It's four months. And the uh, king says, why are you sad in my presence? What's going on? Because you didn't do that in front of the king. Nehemiah said, my people are unprotected and the wall is down. And his king said, can I help you? And here's what the next verse says. And I prayed to the king of heaven. Can I ask you a question? Did he just stop and say, wait a minute, king, hold tight. Oh, thou great Yahweh that dwells in the heights of the heavens, thou omnipotent, omnipresent. The king, this king, has asked me, what do I need? What should I tell him? That ain't what happened. He sent up a silent prayer called an importune prayer. King said, can I help you with this? What can I do? And Nehemiah silently said, God, tell me what to tell him. And he said, King, give me leave, give me lumber, and give me a letter. Leave so I can be present. Letter so I can be protected. Lumber so I can have provision. And, you know, Nehemiah had done his homework already. You know why, Brother Milton? Because the letter that he wanted sent to where he wanted to sent to, the tree that was demic to them was acacia. And acacia is the most expensive wood you can buy. It has an impenetrable center. And it's very colorful. You won't have to do anything to it. Just shape it into what you want to shape it. It's already shellacked and everything. Mm. 
so to speak. God did all that for him. Let me just show you this. Your prosperity must be tied to God's period of time. Four months went by. I don't have time to tell you why, but it was tied to other programs. So then the answer to my prayer may be tied to the answer to somebody else's prayer, and he's going to answer my prayer when it can bless the most people. Wasn't the John the Baptist like that? And many shall rejoice at his birth. If he'd have gave uh, them John the Baptist when they wanted John the Baptist, they would have been the only one rejoicing. But he said, and many. And when John was born, he was the forerunner of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He waited to answer Zechariah and Elizabeth's prayer when it had the most impact. Here's the last one. Your prosperity must be tied to God's praise. Now, I want to show you this. I want to show you this, and then I'm done. Elijah, we study him so many times. Let me tell you something I didn't tell you. See, that's why you go back, because you don't know everything. So I was studying it again, and I looked at what the word was for brook. Now, somebody tell me what's going on in Israel at the time of Elijah when he comes on the scene. A drought. What is a drought? No water. The word brook, we looked it up right in the back. It's something that happens in the low valley after a torrential rain. <laughs> There's a drought in the land. But you get the effect of rain in the midst of drought, which tells us that God can give us the effect without a cause. You know what that means. I can have goods without cash. I can have dividends without investment. That God is a God who can prosper me. That there's no bankruptcy in heaven. That I'm blessed with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And you go ahead and throw out the baby with the bath water. It's not either or. No, 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 no. It's both and. And I'm on the both and wagon, baby. I'm telling you that right now. I just believe him and the things that he's going to do. Why? Because John said, I wish above all things. What does that mean, John? Above all things? Yeah, that you would have material wealth and physical health that's in direct relationship to your soul's prosperity. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, and that's where we have to wrap up today. You've been listening to a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And if you've missed any part of today's broadcast or any previous one in the series, you can always listen at our website. Just come to treasuredtruthradio.org. But, you know, as we've been listening to this series all about money and finances, I hope that you've been learning and, and even picking up on the fact that God entrusted money to us to accomplish many purposes, one of which is to be able to share the good news of the gospel with those around us. And that's what Moody Radio is doing 24-7, 365 through programs like Treasured Truth, internet streaming music stations, as well as terrestrial radio, podcasts, and many other means. And so if you're benefiting from listening to this program and other things produced by Moody Radio, would you give a gift of support today? You can do that easily by coming to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the donate button. Give a one-time gift or an ongoing monthly gift. That's at treasuredtruthradio.org and click on donate. Well, thanks for doing that and for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. 
Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.